0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster 8 Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down, so I'm going through and getting all the music removed, so you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show, Um, if I'm not able to cut around it. Like, sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh... Yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when I was saying that Spotify anchor loud music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to... Whoa an effect on my bad. Welcome to Monster Eight the Pilot, the podcast, hosted by me, Brandon. It is gonna be the Christmas special, Sunday night edition, but it, you know, probably gonna get out on Saturday, New Year's or not New Year's, Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, welcome. It's gonna be a fun one. We've got three songs of the week. We've got a Springsteen song of the week. Oh, I forgot to turn off the music. My bad. I thought I turned it all the way down. My bad. Opening song of the night is Alone on Christmas by Austin Lucas. A great singer-songwriter, I believe, from Indiana originally. Um, yeah, makes some good music. That's basically a remake of Alone in Memphis, one of his other songs, which is a great song. Excuse me. Yeah, Alone on Christmas. That's uh, that's going to be a bit of a theme because... Uh, some Mother Nature things are going to make me alone on Christmas, guys. Sorry, it's sad. Sad, but you know what? We deal. We all deal. We all get through. I'd rather, you know, be alone on this Christmas than miss every other Christmas moving forward because of, um, you know, the uh, Mother Nature situation we're going through right now. Yeah, so tonight I've got a little bit of sports talk. Uh, Liverpool are back in action this week. Um, I think Portsmouth are in Portsmouth. Preston and Tranmere. I think they all play tomorrow. I need dumb double check. good. I think Liverpool play. No, they'll play Boxing Day. They'll play Tuesday or Monday. Oh, man. What else do I have planned tonight? I learned a new word, and it's the greatest word I have ever heard in my entire life. And I am so excited to go over it with you guys. I think uh, some of you may have learned it this week as well. Um, I got some cool stuff in my life. I'm going to go over some stuff we watched. I, I watched a pretty cool movie this week uh, with Jake. I went down and visited him. watched a cool movie. I think I went down on Sunday night last Sunday. Um, I watched a cool little documentary on Netflix. I thought it was pretty interesting, and I think I've got some fun stuff to talk about from the fallout of that. Um, yeah, but what else is going on, guys? What's going on out there in the world? Are you ready for Christmas? Because I am not. It's uh, two days out. Uh, the bomb cyclone uh, knocked, it, uh, knocked me out from going down to Portsmouth this weekend. I swear, what's going on? Like, every time I talk to you guys about going down to Portsmouth, I somehow have to miss it. I get sick, or something else comes up, or something like that, where I'm like, hey, I didn't get to go down. And now for Christmas, don't get to go down, because this damn bomb cyclone. I didn't even know that was a thing. My buddy said bomb cyclone. I'm like, you made that up. You made that up. And it uh, turns out, no, he has not. He did not make that up. And from that I was reading up on it and I found the greatest word I have ever read in my entire life it's a real word it's called bombogenesis bombogenesis that's the act of like a uh, pressure immediately dropping in a bomb cyclone situation bombogenesis happens That sounds like a jam band from the early 90s man like a nice jam band like you know they opened on the west stage of 94 Woodstock bombogenesis you know I'd be in that band I'd play a little bass on that. I'd slap it a bass on that shit, man. I'd have a good time doing it, too. Bomba Genesis. You know? Unleashed hell on us last night, didn't it? Like, it was chaos this morning, man. My upstairs neighbor's door fell off his hinges. It was frozen shut. Opened it, and the thing just fell off the hinges. <laughs> Luckily, it was, like, an easy fix. Like, man, that could have been disastrous because how cold it is. I had to go to freaking work today. What a joke that was, man. Drinks. Um, yeah, just, like, oh, my God, dude. Roads were just covered in ice, like, and it wasn't getting any better. It's just going to be in the negatives, like... Man, I don't know. It was wild. Like, I went outside. I didn't... Of course, you know, in the summer, I always see my winter gloves everywhere. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, man, there, the, there those are. I don't need those right now. And today, you know, I walk outside. I'm like, yeah, I need my gloves. I have no idea where they're at. Can't find them anywhere. I'm like, I hate everything so much. <laughs> like, every, like during the summer, I see it all the time. I see them everywhere. They're in my way all the time. Then in the winter when I need them, I have no idea where they're at. So I had to go. <laughs> I went and found some old, like, soccer... Um, socks, like some old footy socks that I got way back in the day when I took uh, soccer class in college, which was just show up and you pass. And I stretched those over my hands up my forearms and uh, got my, they got the ice scraped. (laughs) Some janky shit, man. Oh, it was great. But yeah, and uh, it was... (laughs) I don't know if you've been outside. Hopefully, I know some of my friends down uh, down Portsmouth Way, I know they are dealing with Noble Electric. Hopefully, you're doing okay. Hopefully, you're safe because it is brutally cold. Like, that's the whole thing, man, about, like, leaving the house. I'm like, it's cold enough where if you crash, like, if you, like, you know, you go off the road and you're stuck somewhere for a little bit, like, you're in deep trouble. It's not like, oh, you know, you can walk out and all that stuff. It's negatives, man. You're not going to last long out there, man, if your car's not going to be able to go. Because everybody else is you know, going off the road, too. It's not like, you know, sometimes you go off the road, what, like a half hour, hour for them to get you? It could be like four or five hours, and it's brutally cold out. It's like I'm like scraping all the ice, getting the snow off my car, and my mustache froze. Like, it froze within like a minute. My stash was frozen, man. Uh, but it feels good, I love the snow. I absolutely love the snow. I know some people hate it because they're idiots. There's nothing better than going outside when it's like frigid cold like less than like ten degrees and you take that big deep breath of like cold fresh air. There's nothing better, man. It feels so good, man. I feel the cleansing in me. yeah, but my mustache froze it made me think like man, I could probably go up that I should go to Alaska and live off the land for a year. That's what I should do. look how frozen this mustache is. I could do it. I could not do that, man. Like, Inuit culture and all that, like, fucking awesome. Like, good. Like, they, they do that, and they, they live off the land and, like, in the frigid cold areas. That's wild. Ugh, but I'm toasting in my room right now. I've got the heater going on. I've got the furnace kicked on. That was the thing. I my guy at work was worried about, because everything in this house is electric. Like, if we lost electric, like, he'd be screwed. He couldn't cook. Couldn't keep the place warm. I remember in the ice storm, like, 20... 2002? Yeah, 2002. 20 years ago. Oh, uh, geez. 20 years ago we had that ice storm. Like, knocked electric out of my place on uh, 73 for a week. And uh, we literally boarded up, like, parts of the house to keep, like, certain sections warm. Like, you know, it's one of those things you don't, like, think about when you're younger. Like, when you're in trouble and stuff like that. Like, like I'm not talking like, you know, oh, you did something wrong, you're in trouble. I'm talking like... You know, we're kind of... uh We're in a sticky situation. You don't, like, really get it until, like, you look back on it now. It's like, man, we're... If we didn't do that, then, like, we may have died in our sleep because we were so cold or something. I don't know. Crazy stuff to think about. Well, hopefully everybody's safe. Hopefully you don't have to travel at all, man. Because it is brutal. Like, there was only a couple sections of, like, 270 up here that were clear. It was... Everything else was like a sheet of ice. Like, I went sliding through an intersection. Like, I was going, like... I don't know, 8 miles an hour, making the turn and all of a sudden I just feel it going, I'm like I'm sliding, I'm like, don't hit the brakes because that's my tip for you if you you don't have traction, don't hit the brakes because you're just going to turn you're just going to get spun and I'm like, well, I can just crash into this bank of snow I think I'll be just fine I'm not going fast enough where it's an issue the Bruins just beat the Devils, suck it God, we're so good. Um, so good. um yeah, I was gonna hit the bank I'm like, ah, but then like I'm coming out and'm just like kind of steering into it, steering into it and then I kind of feel the traction hand I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm good. raise hell, praise Dale that's what I'm talking about. Damn bombogenesis is happening, dude It's happening it's just happening all around us all the time Bombogenesis. I'm so happy I learned that word. I'm so happy to learn new words, man. Cool, Bomba Genesis. That's it. Yeah, it really does sound. It sounds like a a jam band, like they were on tour with Fish in like nineteen eighty eight in San Diego or San, San San Diego. Oh man, dude, the wind was wild though last night. It woke me up. I think I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning because I couldn't go back to sleep because it was so loud, just whirling and. Going crazy. Whirling Dervish, man. I don't think that's what that means, but who cares? Who cares, dude? No, but I'm glad I, I went down and saw my mom last... Uh, when did I see my mom? No, I didn't go down that. I went down and saw Jake. What am I talking about? Two weeks ago, I went and saw my mom. I'm going to have to figure that out, because I got my niece a gift, and it does not fit in my car. It's up here in Columbus. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I gotta. I think I'm going like, to switch my mom's cars for a couple of days or something crazy. And then, yeah, get it down there get her her gift. Got my aunt something. Got my mom some stuff. I got to get my brother something still. I guess that's the only good thing of the Bomba Genesis stuff, the Bomb Cyclone, is that uh, Brandon gets a couple extra days to do the stuff he should have already done in terms of Christmas shopping, (laughs) you know? Oh, I do have three good songs for you tonight. Kind of all similar song on similar veins. I don't know. Two bands you've heard a lot of and one artist that I've really gotten into a lot lately who's uh been on the radar for a long time. I've known a few of his songs, they've been great and I've been listening to him so much more and he's one of those guys he's kinda like a Leonard Cohen type. Not not in terms of like their style or anything like that, but like the older they get, the better their music becomes. Like they they just have some weird like Inherent knowledge as they get older that this comes through their music that is so relatable and kind of you understand them so much more. Well, Leonard Cohen made great music too, and the guy I'm talking about, I'll talk about later, is uh, you know, he makes some good shit too, man. Ugh. Should we jump into the Springsteen song of the week and do some sports talk? Let's jump into the Springsteen song of the week. I bet you guys have heard this song so freaking much uh, recently <laughs> because of the time of the year, but guess what, dude. It is that time of the year. It's uh, Dave texted me out of the blue the other day just to let me know. It was like this song is like legitimately like the best Christmas song ever. And in my mind it is. It is Santa Claus is coming to town by Mr. Springsteen. Live at the CW Post College, Greenvale, New York. What, December something? I wanna say I'm gonna take a random stab at the year. I'm gonna say seventy eight. I wanna say seventy eight. Let's see how close I am on that. But yeah, man, like, you know, I hear this song all the time. You know, work in retail, you hear the same seven songs. But I, you know, I don't get tired of listening to Bruce ever. So, like, you know, this is it's pretty cool to hear Bruce pop on, like, at work every once in a while. But this is Santa Claus is coming to town. I love how it opens up. Well, wrong one. It's just a fun rendition, man. Like I said, it's, way, it's before, you know, we over-commercialized Christmas, and now it's more kind of like a... There's, like, a dread about Christmas now. It's not, like, even about, like, um, buying the gifts or anything like that. It's just, like, ugh. What slimy way is somebody going to try and steal my money this year? Like, you know, what stupid things going on? You know? I don't know. I'm just old and cranky all the freaking time. I love the Clarence in the background. Ho, ho, ho. cracks Bruce up. Man, to be Bruce in 75... Gross, ridiculous, man. I always loved those old '70s shows of Bruce, though, with uh, like the live, like the live mics. They always captured Max's drums perfectly. They're just, they're just so, they just got such a great pop. Those snares are popping, man. Yeah, without a doubt, for me, the greatest Christmas song ever is "Santa Claus Coming Down" by thing It's such a fun rendition. It's like I said, it's just earnest and real. You know, they're not covering it because it's Christmas time. Like, you know, they're not covering it because it's a Christmas song or whatever. It's like, they're legit having a good time covering it. It may have been off the fucking cuff. You never know. Because that's how they kind of are. It's off the cuff. And uh, it's way better than Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney, which is something that should burn in hell forever. The worst freaking song of all time. That song is an atrocity. Like, an absolute atrocity. Some people. I don't know, I was going to say something probably very, <laughs> very horrible, so I'm glad I caught myself. Oh, but that song is so freaking bad. Like, I just, you know, I'll never murder somebody, but if I ever do, just know I probably listened that song one too many times. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time is just, oh my god, it's infuriatingly bad. Because, you know, at the same time, the Beatles only had like one great song, Let It Be, you know. So, I mean, I I don't know. I don't get it. Whatever, dudes. <laughs> oh, man. No, but like, I don't know. I, I like I like everything about it. I love when talent comes in on his bass. And, like, you know, it's, it's got such a groove. It's a legitimately fun song to listen to and, like, love. And I sure as hell love that song. Sure as hell love some Bruce. So, the Bruce Springsteen Song of the Week is Santa Claus is coming to town. Because guess what? In a couple of days, uh, kids and children, or what is it not, his friends and neighbors, Santa Claus is coming. He's bringing them gifts. He's making his list and he's checking it twice. <laughs> you know? I'm gonna think, I think I was like 11 when my mom told me the truth about Santa Claus, which I'd figured it out by then. But, you know, I think that's when they officially, like, you know, that's the point. He's like, hey, you know, if they never tell me, I guess I never know for sure, unless I catch them in the act or something. But yeah, that was when I officially said, oh, hey, this ain't real. <laughs> Hopefully kids aren't listening, I'm sorry. If you believe in Santa Claus, he is real. He is 100% real. Just like the Easter Bunny, man. Everything's real when you think about it, right? I don't know if it's put a the hell am I talking about oh Jesus did I miss something with the story with the with the snow or anything like that I don't think I did ma'am. but I do want to say with the snow stuff like if you're out there driving and you're one of those guys in the big truck with a 4x4 don't drive fucking 70 miles an hour still just because you can like you're still like cause, cause it's just so fucking stupid you know what I mean also when you're on a three-lane highway don't drive down the middle lane Because, like, there's just too many things that can go wrong, especially in these conditions we got right now. Like, you know what I mean, where it's just sheets of ice. It's a sheet of ice everywhere. Why are you driving down the middle lane where there's no room, really? And nobody can see the lines, you know what I mean? One guy just kind of freaks, oh, shit, I didn't realize that car was coming up on my side. With the ice on there, just, like, one little jerk like that, car's gone. You know what I mean? They're spinning. All because you're like, oh, look at me, I can just drive fast. I can drive faster. My big old truck... Big old truck that isn't compensating for my little (laughs) you-know-what. That's right. I don't give a fuck about your truck. Oh, what am I talking about? Being cranky, man. I am so cranky. I'm really trying to, like, kind of work on letting go of a lot of the issues, man. This Wednesday cannot come soon enough. I got my therapy stuff on Wednesday. It cannot come soon enough. I got a lot of shit to talk about uh, in therapy. Oh boy. I haven't gotten any farther than the stuff I've been working on for the uh, podcast. But I am having a guest that should be happening this week. I should be having my third guest on the podcast. I'm gonna leave you in suspense. So who's it gonna be? But it will be the first lady guest of the podcast. The first lady guest of podcast. She will get a shirt that says First Lady Guest. And no context. There'll be no context whatsoever about this. It'll just say first lady guest. <laughs> Oh, man. Should we jump into sports talk? Sports talk. The Bruins are really damn good. They are really good. And it just keeps kind of blowing my mind that they're this good, you know? It's just weird. One, we were kind of written off to be kind of a team on the down. And right now we're on pace to have the greatest season of all time. I don't think we get there. I don't. Um, I think we have to assume at some point we're going to fall off. And I was so excited to watch this game tonight, then I completely forgot what was going on uh, because of the weather. I got into like an itch to watch uh, the the terror that was on AMC years ago. I've talked about the terror before, because like you know, if you think it's cold here, think about being in the Arctic Circle, stuck in the ice with nobody around for hundreds of miles, and you're eating nothing but like a lead-poisoned fucking uh, fruit and veggies or whatever they had. Their cans of uh, their cans of food. Weren't lined properly, so there's lead in them. So they're getting lead poisoning. They don't get to see the sun certain months of the year. And it's like negative 50 on a high sometimes. (laughs) Like, you know? So if you're like, oh, it's so cold. Guess what? It could be worse. At the same time, though. If you do know some older people or anybody who's going through, like, has, like, uh, kind of in an area where, like, maybe power's going out, check in on them, man. Make sure they're doing okay. Give them a place to stay if you can uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you go out of your way to do everything, but at the same time, you know, if help out where you can. Just do what you can, man. I know I said can, 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 like four or five times, but whatever. But anyway, the Bruins beat the Devils. The Devils have fallen off a little bit. They're not on our pace anymore, and we're just not slowing down. It's freaking me out. I don't want to have a situation like the Lightning had a couple years ago where they just completely rolled the regular season and then got to the playoffs and... They hadn't played a meaningful game in, like, months, and then the Blue Jackets absolutely rolled them. I mean, I know this won't happen with the Blue Jackets this year because they're absolute trash. I mean, they're not Blackhawks bad, but they're pretty freaking bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm funny. And mean. But no. Let's see, tonight, like, yeah, DeBrusque playing well in the top line. Bergey scored. I got to watch him the other night play the Panthers. It was a fun game. It was like uh, the Bruins raced out to a 4-0 lead, and then the uh, Panthers scored three goals in five minutes. And then I think the ended up being 7-3 by the end of it. It was a fun game to watch. Bergey scored a couple goals. Of course he did because he's a god. Um Krejci scored a really good one. But, yeah, tonight we had one from Bergie, one from Jake DeBrus, two from David Postanoc. Sign the guy. No matter what money he wants, he deserves it. The guy's an animal. He's an absolute animal. Oh, we got some stuff. Connie Cliff. Connor Cliff in with an assist. Two assists from Krejci. Good game. Man, like, anyway, games in hands on almost everybody. Yeah, we're... Eight points clear of the Maple Leaves with the game in hand. So if we win that one, we're ten points clear of the Maple Leaves. Um, six points clear of the Hurricanes. Like, jeez. The Hurricanes are playing really well right now. So, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little trip down then uh, to the playoffs here soon. Well, we're like four months out from the playoffs, aren't we? Jeez. Hockey's a, <laughs> it's a long season, man. Uh... I think they gave us a 10% chance of breaking the record. That'd be really cool. Nice little thing to hang your hat on. But really, I want the cup. I just want the cup. I want one more for Bergy, then he can ride off into the sunset and right into my arms. It'll be wonderful. Then, uh, other news Alex Ovechkin scored goal number 801, tying Gordie Howe for second all time. It's absolutely wild. When he's uh he's like 90 something, I believe, 90 93, 92 behind Gretzky for all-time goals. I mean, he's nowhere close on points. Like Gretzky point totals are just video game disgusting. Like this this ridiculous how many points Gretzky would put up in a season. But yeah. Yeah, I think like Ovi's at like half the point total like overall <laughs> that Gretzky had, but in terms of goal scoring, man, Ovi... It's phenomenal. I hate sniffing. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's so good for the Bru- the Bruins, man. Keep playing. I know we wave Craig Smith. Uh, I kind of saw that coming. I know he's still playing, but you know, trying to get move the money and stuff like that. You got to get probably gonna have to move uh, Riley. Got to move Smitty. And uh, there's one other guy. Oh, we got a couple other guys we need to move, like Wagner and Stallman. I think that's those are the guys we're trying to move. Open up some uh, cap space. And, uh, you know, I heard, like, one rumor that maybe the the Bruins could be in for Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taze. I prefer Taze myself. I think he's got more in the tank. Like, um, I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, some who's like, oh, yeah, you got to get, uh, if you're getting the two, you got to get Kane. Kane's not having a great year. Like, he's he doesn't score much anymore. Uh, where is it at? they both hurt? There he Patrick Kane. Where Jonathan Taze? There he is. Yeah, Taze's got 17 points on the year. Like, you know, he's 34, but he's also a captain. The guy's raised the cup a couple times. Three times, man. Three times a charm, right? Yeah, they did three. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I I think he's got more than a tank, and I think he'd accept that role maybe lower down. Kane still moves the puck pretty well. I mean, he's got 22 points, so I guess he's outscoring uh, Taze. But, you know, 18 points, but four goals. Could be the guy who lines up um, on the right behind Pasta on the second line or third line. Ooh, third line of Kane, Taylor Hall, and Charlie Coyle. That'd be pretty gross. Oh, man. Ooh! You know? I don't know. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know if we go after any one of them. They still have pretty big cap cap hits, so we'd have to have uh, Chicago take some money back. But I don't know. It's still pretty early. At the same time, when you're playing as well the Bruins have, do you really want to mess up the chemistry and bring in somebody, bring in a big personality like that? But it seems, I think, that's why I think Tays or Kane, I think it would work just because they know their job. They know the job that they need to do. They're coming in to win a cup. And they're not, yeah, they're not here to shake the boat. They're not here to get a huge contract at the end. It's weird to think Patrick Kane's near the end of his career. Like It seems like yesterday he was, like, one of the best players in hockey, which, you know. Last year, he put up 92 points, so maybe I'm being dumb. He seems like he's the goal tally, dude. He only pays for 11. <sighs> Whatever. Still, get a job done. Get a job done. And also, the Blackhawks are absolutely horrible, so it doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. They are absolutely dreadful. Uh, but other soccer and the footy news. Well, I guess uh, congratulations to Lionel Messi. Officially the GOAT, because the Argentina won the World Cup, so good for them. I saw the very end of it, the penalties, and JR texted me. He's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Because it was a 3-3 game. Mbappe with a hat trick, and uh, I guess uh, Messi scored two. Um, like I said, I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw the the shootout. I was like, oh, shit, I guess I have to watch it's the shootout. And I kind of wanted to see Messi win, so it's good that Messi won. Um, officially the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. Absolutely the greatest player who's ever played the game of the football Um, lost my train of thought, didn't I? I feel like the mic's a little off, but whatever. At least the way this thing's showing. I'll probably listen back and I'm screaming. Um, no, but another footy news. Liverpool were back in action. They lost 3-2 to Man City in the Carabao Cup, which is a big whoop-de-doo! Who cares? There's one too many cup competitions in England. Like you know, I want to win, but at the same time, like you know, I'd rather just the players get through that one. Focus on the Premier League, maybe nice little FA Cup run, and keep the Champions League dreams alive. Um, Most scored and Cavallo Cavat Carvalho scored. Jesus, but yeah, three two. I think uh, like everybody else is playing this weekend, or maybe tomorrow. I know, I know, Preston plays tomorrow. I don't think anybody else does. England does their thing where they like to play. Uh, on Boxing Day. Boxing Day, which is a, still a thing over there because they're, like, still stuck in the 1700s. Still really, really don't like Meghan Markle, and it's hilarious. I just, I still can't get over it. For some reason, I absolutely cannot take my eyes off how much they hate her over there. It's absurd. <laughs> they're all trash. Piers Morgan, all those people who hate her just because, I mean, for real, it's because she's not white. You know? That's that's their biggest reason that they don't like her. That's There's no other reason. Like, what has she done? Nothing. Like, she was, like, in I guess they have a thing on Netflix. I don't, I don't know if I'll watch that. I don't know if I'm that into it, or I'll watch a whole thing on Netflix about it. But she's talking about doing, like, the curtsy thing, where they bow or whatever, and she doesn't really know what she's doing so she just kind of makes she's making fun of herself and then oh my god it started a freaking firestorm over there how she's making fun of their traditions and blah, blah blah like oh my god it's hilarious it's hilarious how much they don't like her it's just so fucking sad like how pathetic a lot of people over there are it's also sad and pathetic how a lot of like how pathetic a lot of people over here are as well. But at the same time, we have nothing on England. England's absolute trash. It's trash. It's trash society. You know? Outside the Scousers in the Northwest. Like, that's it. You know? The Scousers are real. They hate England just as much as probably we do. You know? If we think, you know, you think, like, the media over here is, like, ridiculous, man. You've got... It's nothing compared to English media. The paparazzi, like... I think they if I'm thinking correctly they basically post where you live at like you know and it's not illegal like you're like it's supposed to be like a record thing where you're supposed to be known where you live so like celebrities over there get robbed all the fucking time because people know exactly where they live and then they find out like you know I know Sadio Mane living in Liverpool he got robbed like three times cuz they knew he was out of town it's stupid stupid England this is England man <laughs> Ugh. the dumbest empire ever the only thing like you know you know what i mean it's, it's dumb it's dumb yeah then they like i said they, fo- they get so outraged over everything like uh when what was her name alex morgan yeah alex morgan she scored a goal uh, us versus england game and she celebrated by sipping tea like you know she's doing like a little fake sipping tea thing Uh, which is just a reference to English people drinking tea, which uh, I think it was Piers Morgan, who is a piece of human trash, uh, said it was a declaration of war because she's referencing the Boston Tea Party. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? You fucking lunatic. You are so irrelevant, man. You are such an irrelevant trash heap. Like, geez, nobody's going to fucking miss you when you're gone, man. Your family will celebrate. They will celebrate when you are gone, you trash. <laughs> oh man, leave Megan alone. At the same time, don't. I actually don't you know want I don't want them to leave it alone because it's it's just it's nice sometimes seeing how stupid some people are. You know what I mean? You don't have to like hide. Like, you know, hey, is this person kind of dumb? And it's like then they make their thoughts known about Meghan Markle making fun of herself for curtsying. And they're like, this is an outrage. She's making fun of our culture. She's just making fun of it. And it's like, cool. I don't have to get to know that person. I don't have to I don't have to find out anything about them. They're just a horrible person. I don't have to learn anything about them. It's wonderful, man. It's great when people out themselves as being idiots. I do it weekly on this podcast. Sometimes bi-weekly when I have guests on. I constantly out myself for being an absolute idiot. Like, I'm dumb I'm, I'm as dumb as can be. I'm dumb as a box of rocks. ay ay. ay. Oh, I'm not sure where I ay I came from. What the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, shit. Did I do anything I was supposed to do at the fu- beginning of the episode? I don't think I did. I, I told you the opening song, right? This is, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I'm dumb as a box of rocks. What did I do at the beginning of the episode? Did you like what you heard and you spread the good word stuff? Whatever. Brandon, just move on. We'll do that at the end. I'm getting sidetracked, sidetracked, man. Yeah, I went down, uh, watched uh, some football with Jake last Sunday. I got to watch that absolutely insane ending to the Patriots-Raiders game. What the hell happened, man? Sports are absolutely scripted. (laughs) It was just... I just remember just kind of watching it. He's got like Game Pass or Red Zone. I can't remember what's. Yeah, it's Red Zones where they're showing like all three games at once. They keep like going in between play to play, play, play. And it's got that. And like that play happens. I'm like, oh, that guy breaking. Then he pitches. I'm like, why the hell is he pitching the ball? Like, you know, it's like it's a tight game. No reason to pitch it. Just go down. Um, he pitches it. And you like, it's not the worst thing in the world. But then what's his name? Was it Jacoby Myers? I think it's his name. I, f- I feel bad for him. Because, like, God, he just, it just makes him look so stupid. But, like, he gets the ball, and I think it's just the, the shock of the lateral just kind of shuts your brain off, and now adrenaline's going. And he looks back, and he sees Mac Jones. Why he's going to throw the ball to Mac Jones, like Mac Jones is going to take it 60 yards to the freaking house, is beyond me. But he chucks it, not realizing Chandler Jones is standing up. And it's going it goes right to Chandler Jones, who then plants Mac Jones with a stiff arm, which is beautiful, just beautiful. Seeing Mac Jones get fucking planted. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's something about Mac Jones I don't like. So, whatever. It's not like I watch the NFL a lot, but I just remember, I literally did the whole, like, where I screamed, Oh! Like, i <laughs> never seen anything like it. Chandler Jones takes it to the house, game over. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I could not imagine being in that Patriots locker room. Because they needed that win. Like, I had the playoff hunt. Uh, I guess the Browns need to win tomorrow. Um,. They keep a chance. But, gee, I could not imagine being at that stadium tomorrow. There's going to be some idiots who are up there. Like, oh, yeah, probably shirtless, too. Like, idiots. It's supposed to be, like, I think the real feel or whatever, like, wind chill, basically, is, like, negative 20-something. Like, yeah. You know, football, baby. Just win, baby. Oh, my God. it's Dumb. But, whatever. Yeah, we went and Jake then, um... <laughs> Before the Sunday night game, he recorded it. We watched uh, *Smile*, which is a movie. I'm not sure who made it, who directed it. Yeah, I guess it's based on an internet short film, or like they, 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 like a YouTube video or something like that. it Was like a short YouTube video, and then they made it into a feature film and had Kevin Bacon's daughter. And I knew her last name was Bacon, but I'm like, man, it's like, what if that is Kevin Bacon's daughter? Then, it, or just it finally dawned on me after Jake's like, yeah, that's Kevin Bacon's daughter. I'm like, oh yeah, she looks exactly like Kira Sedgwick. Which, you know, I, I don't know if her and Kevin Bacon ever married. But I know they have a couple kids together. Uh, but yeah, like she looks basically just like Kira Sedgwick. So why would I not think it would have been Kevin Bacon's daughter? I'm dumb. Like I said, I'm dumb. Dumb as a box of rocks. Um... Yeah, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was a little a little scary movie, a little scary movie, but really it was all about trauma and dealing with trauma and letting go of trauma. And like, you know, or like working through and letting go of that stuff cuz ultimately like the movie's about a chick who never lets herself rest or anything like that and never deals with the childhood trauma, a, a traumatic moment from her childhood. She lets it kind of rule her own rule over her life. And then obviously there's like a whole the the whole thing's a metaphor. Basically, the movie's the ring. You remember the Ring from like two thousand two, or It Follows, which is like what twenty seventeen. It's basically the same exact movie as those two things, but it's also still really good. It's worth a, it's definitely worth a, worth a watch. Uh, I thought the performance is really good, especially the uh, the main chick, uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter. I can't think of her first name at the moment. I haven't seen her anything else, so this is the first thing I ever saw her in. I was really impressed with her performance. I thought it was. Overall, I thought the movie was pretty good. I'd probably give it, like, a B, B-plus at the at best. Um, maybe B-minus, depends. I don't know. I think some of the jump scares got kind of meh, and then I think there's some underutilization of some of the cast. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know nothing, man. I swear, I don't think... I, I don't know if my mic's picking everything up. At least it's not showing here. It's showing over there, but it's not showing on this thing right here, but whatever. Hopefully it's being okay. I need to become a producer or something. I need to get a producer. I need to start making money off this thing. Give me money. Money me now. M- more money. We need money now. <laughs> or whatever. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, no, but Smile was really good. Um, ending was cool, I thought. Uh, I, I don't know. Actually, that was probably the way. You know what? I don't know why I said the cool. I guess the actual ending itself. Not the kind of climax I thought was kind of mad because, like, the um, spoilers. I don't want to spoil it too much just because it is a newer film. I think it just came out this year. I guess it's made like 200 something. It was made for like 30 million or something like that. And it's made like 230 million or something like that. So it's made a shit ton of money. So good for them. That's a massive hit. So now they'll probably trot out like three or four really, really bad sequels. And uh, we'll all hate it by the end and, like, you know, become a Saw franchise or something. Um but at the end like the tra- like uh spoilers here for give me like a minute i guess uh the trauma kind of manifests itself as this thing from her ch- uh, like childhood and um it becomes like this weird like almost like uh what's the word? almost like a like overlarge human like a giant human type thing that's like really gangly or whatever and as soon as that happened like it just it kind of became comical to me. I was like, eh, this that looks really dumb, and it's not scary at all, and it doesn't like I think it's supposed to be creepy because like supposed to be off-putting how it looks, um, but it's just, nah. It is I don't know. That was the weakest part for me it was the ultimate climax that part, but everything else worked well. Um, the creepiness of the tr- like. The thing that's after her, this deity she always calls it, she thinks it's an ancient deity that's all about uh, feasting on people's traumas. And then basically what happens is, some more spoilers here, um, people will commit suicide in front of other people and it creates basically this big chain. And basically this thing is taking over people, forcing them to commit suicide and forcing it to do it in front of somebody who then a few days later does it themselves in front of somebody and it just kind of keeps keeps itself alive by doing that. Um, the sh- the sheriff Rob Morgan from Stranger Things, not the not Hopper. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's the African American one. Um, he's in it for a second, and he's great for the little amount of time he's in it. He really gives a great little performance. Like he's only in there for like three minutes, I think. His character's only around for like three, maybe four minutes, but he really nails it. Like it, it, it he is. He really gets you. He, he really gives it to you, man. It was really good. I was, I was happy. I like him a lot. I liked him a lot. I like both, like, the deputies from Stranger Things. The other one, I can't remember his name on the top of my head, but he's been in quite a few things. I saw him in... Oh, The Characters? I think it's called The Characters. I've been watching some t- old Tim Robbins and stuff, like Detroiters, and then his episode on The Characters. I think that's what it was called it was on Netflix, where they gave a whole bunch of up-and-coming comedians or sketch writers like, one episode of, like, this show, and a lot of them are missed, but Tim Robinson's outstanding, but he's in the sketch where they're called the Pointer Brothers, and they just, they're supposed to be motivational, like, speakers or whatever, but literally all they do is come out, and they just point at people. They're just pointing at people, and then they're, like, getting in arguments while still pointing at people. (laughs) It's so, it's just so off-the-wall odd, and it's just beautiful. Beautiful. Like I said, Tim Robinson is a genius. I love it. Oh, man. (laughs) yeah then other than that I don't know what we got here um yeah then the other thing I watched I watched the um is it Waititi oh shit Wakaria uh the White Island uh eruption that happened in 2019 there's a Netflix doc on it now and I completely missed that happening in real time I don't remember any of this happening Happened in twenty nineteen. Uh, this tour guy, this tour group, um, which always happens on White Island, it's an active volcano that you can walk right up to. Erupted with forty seven people on the island. I think twenty two of them passed away, but they're just kind of talking like to the survivors, and I thought it was really good overall. Um, I thought it was it was really shocking. Well, one, I was dumb. Like I said, being dumb as a box of rocks, I couldn't figure out how 22 people died. If it's blowing up, why can't you just, you know, get away or whatever like that? And then, like, it it took me, like, 10 seconds, and I'm like, pyroclastic flow. It's, like, the most brutal thing in the world. Like, in our existence, pyroclastic flow is, like, one of the most deadly things. Like, you know, it's just these really intense burning gases that are just frying you alive. Like, I'm surprised anybody survived and they showed some of the scars that some people have and oh man it was brutal like the one kid um all you see you see like just a little bit of scars on his face and um he's a teenager may he might be early 20s now um he lost his mom his dad and his sister and they never found his sister's body which is just it's very that's that's just heartbreaking but then it showed him like and jesus I have no idea how he survived. Like, literally the only thing that didn't look burnt was his, like, head. And there was, like, couple marks. Like, everything, his whole body, like, his legs, his torso, just looked, like, grafted onto him as he's working his way through it. And he's worked his way through it. So good for fucking him, man. Good for him. Keep going, kid. Because, yeah, like, that was just brutal. And they had the American couple. Uh, They were on their honeymoon. I thought it was really neat um he he like the only mark on his arm that is not like scarred and burned is the m- place where she was holding his wrist while the whole thing was happening, and like her right hand doesn't work very well she can't make a fist or maybe her left hand whatever hand she was holding his wrist with works like can she can work that hand because like you know just how all the nerves just getting completely shredded through pyroclastic flow and all these surgeries have to go through. They went through, like, 17 surgeries or something like that. It also made me, like, man, it made me, what really made me sad about the whole thing was um, the American girl was talking, uh, they kind of showed her, like, after, it was, like, a year and a half later or something like that. She's, like, doing makeup. And she's talking about how hard it is and how, people are always staring at her and she feels like she's being judged because of the scars she has like her hands are really scarred she has scars on her neck and her face and how hard it is and like man I hate that somebody feels that way I hate that she feels like she's an outsider because of this stuff to me she looks fucking awesome she looks great like Scars are like I don't know. Like scars make us so unique to who we are as individuals. Like all I see is I that just fascinates me. Like seeing that from her, I'm like, you've been some through some shit. You are a better person because of it, man. Like I don't know. I felt so bad. Her talk about like how she just feels judged or she just, you no. Know, I don't know how much different culturally because there's an Australian girl who is like the exact opposite. She just owns like all of her scars and her burns and. All that stuff like that. I don't know if it's an American versus Australian, or not Australia, New Zealand thing. It could be. I don't know. But, man, hopefully that girl, like, realizes, like, those scars make her so much fucking cooler than any of this fake-ass bullshit we have now with that are all magazine covers. She is so much better looking than any of them, like, by fucking leaps and bounds, and that fake-ass shit shoved in their face. She looks so much better. And they're, like, super in love. Good for them. But, yeah, dude, it was... I just could not imagine that. Like being on an island when it blows. Like, holy shit. Isn't there like some island in the Pacific where you can like drop down into the. Is it called a caldera? I think it's called the caldera, the actual like cone, like the shape when you can go inside. You can actually go inside one of them. Like, huh. Damn. Yeah, it was like that and then it was pretty cool. Obviously I, I think I talked yeah, I was talking about last week how cool like Pacific Islanders are, in New Zealand, Oce- like the oceanic countries, Tonga, Samoa, Kiribati, Tuvalu, uh, Nauru, Palau, Malaysia, Micronesia, oh Timor Leste. There's a whole bunch. Papua New Guinea, there's all these uh, cool places. Um i was talk about how cool they are. Just man, they're just there's loyal to each other and they're there's no hesitation. Um, some guys got their helicopters, went out there to help out. One guy was in his plane, said, yeah, I can come out and kind of direct traffic for you. He does that because the government says, oh, yeah, we can't make it out there. So they're like, well, fuck, we're going to do it by ourselves. So they end up loading up like 11 people onto their helicopters, like they're just makeshift helicopters. And they're flying in. They're like, oh, you got to go to the airport. And they're like, no, we're not going to the airport. We're going straight to the hospital. These people don't have time for us to go to the airport and switch this out. We're coming straight to you. Deal with it, man. So, hell yeah, dude. It was it was really cool. Like, they just did what they had to do. And that's ultimately, man. Hopefully, any time we get into some situation like that, we all do what we have to do. That's what we... You know, we don't want to miss the opportunity to truly make a difference in somebody's life just by being too scared to do it, you know. I don't know how I'd do that. Like, uh, there was... so I don't know. I would like to think... Um cuz there's one boat that had just left when the volcano blew and they go back. I would like to think that I would have gave up my spot on the boat for one of the burn like people who were stuck on the island and like went through all that and were burning alive basically. Uh, I would like to think I would have gave up my spot on the boat. I'm like, "You know, you, you get the you get one more person on this. I can stay here with everybody else and then, you know, I, you can come back and get me or whatever." I would like to think I would do that. I would hope I would do something like that. Call me if, like that's I don't know. I hope that's who I am as a person, as somebody who can just, you know, when things are that much rough, just offer some form of help. You know, I don't know who fucking knows, man. Hopefully, I'm never in that situation. At the same time, I don't want to have to learn about th- learn that about myself because th- that means I'm in a really dire situation, and I don't think I really don't want people to be in dire situations like that. Oh. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about the uh, Netflix doc, they kind of alluded to it twice, but they never went after it. Um, they mentioned it early on about how there's such a gap between... Because uh, the island was on a level 2 eruption alert. And there's only three levels. But there's like a huge gap between 1 and 3 that like 2 covers so much ground that it's just not a very good system. They just kind of brief- briefly gro- uh, gloss over it. Um and they don't really dive into it. So I thought they were going to go over that then they were going to kind of go over like their fight afterwards about, you know, safety, all this other stuff. Cuz the American couple at the end like the guy was like, you know, I understand mother nature has its own like is, you know, is its own thing, you know, we can't control it and blah blah blah. It's like but at the same time you need to let me make an informed decision. Like, you know, if you tell me we're level 2 or something like that, but you don't really Level two is so broad, I can't really make a good decision on what that means. Like, that's kind of, you know, I, I understand that a lot. You know, you go through something like that, and especially the person you love right beside you. Oh, and then, I don't know. But the other thing I didn't like, it's not so much I didn't like, it just, its it was a little too neat. They do these in a lot of documentaries, and hopefully this is true. Um, but for some reason, it was, uh, there was a Kiwi guy um, whose brother was a guide who was out there and he died out there um, on the island yeah, after the eruption he died um, but they told him that there was footprints and they're pretty sure it was him and the other guide were walking amongst all the injured people trying to make him as comfortable as possible for they end up succumbing to their own injuries as well I'm like it just seems so neat and kind of I don't know it just it didn't really need that I don't think it just I don't know it just seems so oddly placed. But, you know, like, hopefully it's true. Hopefully it's true, and if it is, I, I don't know. Like I said, Kiwis, all, all those oceanic people are just like, yeah, they, they'd probably do that because they're fucking badass, and they're the coolest people in the world. They are. Deal with it. If you don't like it, deal with it. Brandon said it.
1: What am I talking about, guys?
0: Yeah, but what was it? I can't remember what it was called. Is it... I Wakaria. Wakaria? I don't know. I felt so bad for the mom. There was a, well, There was a... Uh, new Zealand mother whose son was a guide and uh, he died and he was like pretty new to the job still and he died on that island and she literally had like the island is not that far from the little town um, it's like you know it's off the coast uh, it's about an hour and a half by boat but you can still see it from the mainland and like you know every single window in her house you could see that island so she sees where her son died every single day when she wakes up and goes like yeah she's like I close the drawer like close the blinds most of the time I'm like oh. Brutal. Mother Nature does not give a shit, guys. Like, not at all. Does not care. It will fuck you up. Does not care. You mean, like, ooh, please don't. It's like, I don't give a shit. I'm the most heinous force in the entire world. I control the weather, man. Mother Nature on her shit. (laughs) Yeah, but I really liked it. It was a really good doc overall. I said, there's just like a couple little things. I wish they would have went deeper into, uh, kind of how like the government, like like I said, like uh, the New Zealand government's like, oh, you know, the eruption or like um, the smoke and all that is too dense, so we can't send out rescue for a couple days. Like, there's already helicopters that had went there. we on the island. Like these guys got their own helicopters there. You can't send them out so they're like yeah they're on their own they're like you know and one of the guys like yeah since they already had fucked us so I was like hell yeah man Uh, it was a little small town so everybody kind of knew each other yeah but it was like a little tourist attraction nobody's been back to the island since I believe is what it said at the end though it was uh, a little bit false because the guy whose brother passed away on the island the, the tour guide who uh, passed away on the island his brother goes out there in his own boat all the time apparently <laughs> he's like well I guess he's been there and, um, yeah, he... Ugh. Oh, he'd been there, and he says, you know, he goes out there, see, like, 12-pack or something like that a beer, and they drink, and then they always dump one in the ocean for him. I'm like, uh. See, if I did that, I'd seem like such a fucking weirdo. Not, I mean, obviously I don't drink anymore. You know, sobriety. But if I did that, I'd be like, whatever. It's like, cringe, dude. You're the worst. But when Kiwi people do it, they just seem so cool. Because, once again, it's all about being, um... Like, honest and earnest and all that stuff like that. There's so much now that's all about performance art. and like, oh, am I doing this for likes? Or am I doing this because I truly feel this way? Am I doing this for the likes, man? And uh, I just think, sadly, you can't really tell anymore. But I don't know. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three songs of the week. I believe I don't have anything else for you. Do I? I'll probably think of something else. Watch Smile. I thought that was really good. Um, and watch that Netflix doc. I'm gonna wa- I think after I get done here, I'm gonna watch glass onion. I'll probably talk about that next week. Um, and then yeah, Wednesday I'm gonna have a guest on the show. It's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be great. I think there's gonna be a little bit more cohesion in terms of what we talk about. I think on this one. I'm gonna try because the other two were just press record and go. Me and Jake went on tangents forever. And you know, he's a piece of garbage. And then obviously I talked to LL Cool K for, you know, an hour and a half, hour, fifty minutes or whatever, and he's just just so disrespectful of everybody all the time. <laughs> it's funny because you know, he's very respectful of everybody all the time. It's called a misdirect. <laughs> Comedy. Um <laughs> anyway, it's time for the three songs of the week. Which one do I want to go with first, guys? Which one? Let me know. Let's go with Drive-By Truckers. I haven't had Drive-By Truckers on here for a while. And by that, I mean probably like three weeks or something. (laughs) They're on here all the freaking time. Um, I was listening to a little bit of Southern Rock Opera, which is their 2001. is like their big kind of critical breakthrough. Um, And I was listening to the back end of it. So, like, uh, let's see. I think I was kind of just kind of zooming through. I was listening to Zip City. And I was kind of like moved and there's Let There Be Rock. And I was kind of just like kind of rolling through. And I think, it's just by accident, I haven't listened to this song in forever, but it kind of came on like, damn, this song is so underrated for them. Like, I don't think they ever play it. Um, it's kind of the forgotten Skinner song on this record, because this whole record's about, like, uh, Alabama, and, like, kind of, there's a lot of Leonard Skinner references, Ronnie and Neil. Um, I think Guitar Man Upstairs is even a little bit about it. Obviously, there's three great Alabama icons that talks about it. Uh, let There Be Rock, then there's Life in the Factory, Shut Up, Get On The Plane, Greenville to Baton Rouge, and Angels and Fuselage. Angels and Fuselage is a great fucking track. All the whole closing four songs, but yeah. I kind of forgot about this song being one of their Skinner songs. Um, it's all about how Skinner kind of is a little bit misunderstood, and a lot of people think they're all about Rebel Flag. By the end, they, had, they hated the Rebel Flag. By the end, they really wanted to distance themselves from it. But obviously... Once the plane crash happened, they kind of became more of a novelty act and just embraced whatever the fans wanted. And you know, who knows? I don't even know how many of them are still in the band. I know the brother of the lead singer is singing it. I don't know. They had a song called "Red, White, and Blue," and it's like, my hair's all my hair's white. My neck's always been red. And my collar's still blue. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Kill me. That is so fucking bad. Always been here trying to sing the blues to you. How do I know that? Jeez. Oof. That's brutally bad. Anyway, this is Life in a Factory by uh, Drive-By Truckers. It's all about kind of the formation of uh, Leonard Skinner and them just kind of going out and Building up their base, goes up to shut up and get on the plane, which is all about uh, I can't remember which member of Leonard Skinner. I guess he had a really bad fear of flying, and yeah, so they have shut up and get on the plane. Greenville to Baton Rouge is all about what they're what they're traveling to go in. Angels of Fuselage is all about the plane crash. It's a great. It's Southern rock opera is such a great record. It might it's probably the best. If I, I if I'm being 100 percent truthful, I do think it's the abso- It's the best drive-by trucker's record. Like. This is before Isbell. As much as Isbell kind of really rocked the fucking house with them, I think this is still the best record. Uh, But anyway, this is Life in the Factory by Drive-By Truckers. Can you really separate the true historical fact behind that? It's like, you know, because apparently white ass supremacist pieces of shit or whatever those fucking douchebags are, they took over, like, where you give the okay sign, whereas, you know, or like the, I always call it the finger game, where you make, like, the. Circle with your finger and your your index and your thumb or whatever. They took that to make it a white power symbol. I'm like, why would you let them do that? Just take it fucking back. And you say, hey, the three fingers mean, I don't know, some super liberal thing. Just take it fucking back. Take it fucking back. Don't let them take over shit. Don't let them think they have actual power because they don't. They're powerless. Powerless pieces of shit. That's my, uh, that's my hot take this week. Racists are powerless pieces of shit. God. Man, my hot takes are pretty incredible. But <laughs> that was uh that was Life in the Factory by Drive By Truckers off Southern Rock Opera, which is one of my absolute favorite records, a double record, man, for a band that really had not done much of anything at that point. What, like pizza deliverance? Um, let's see. Had they re- why did they release? I don't know Adam's house cat had been around. Gangsta Billy, pizza deliverance, and then they went to Southern Rock Opera. It's so, like Gangsta Billy and uh, Pizza Deliverance were not huge records. I mean, I don't think they were, like, that... Like, I don't think they really... They didn't cause, like, a buzz that I can think of. Unless I'm just completely forgetting, like, uh, a part of their history. I don't think it caused that big of a buzz for them. Like, you know, it started gaining them followers. But it didn't, like, oh, shit, what are the drive-by truckers gonna come out with next? It was, you know, they were just doing their music thing. And then... They did a double record, which is really fucking hard to get anybody to go in on. I think they funded it through their friends and stuff, if I'm thinking correctly. And they made 20 songs, and they made... And it just made them critical darlings. And, then of course, they did Decoration Day, then they did The Dirty South. And, holy shit, man. Blessing and the Curse, which I know they... I know uh, Patterson hates that record, but I like most of it. Uh, Brighter Than Creation's Dark, which is a great record. There's so many great records. I always thought it was weird... Um, they released American Band in 2016, and it felt like it had been forever since they had released a record. Um, but it only been like two years apparently, and then they released the new OK and um, what was the other one? Was it the new OK in 2020? Let's see, sorry guys. The Unraveling and the New OK booth came out in 2020. And it's like when they released the, the Unraveling, it's like, oh, this is the longest we've ever had between records. Like, you know, in between American Band and the Unraveling was the longest time we've, you know, taken between records. I'm like, but you just, it felt like for some reason, you just released American Band like six months ago, it felt like. And like you know, I looked I'm like it's been four years since, oh, at that point it was like three and a half years in between American Band and the Unraveling. And then so what they did, they just followed up with the New OK just like eight months later. And then, yeah, now it's Welcome to Club 13. Still out there kicking ass. They're coming to Columbus again here in a few months. I'll probably go see them again. Because they are fucking wonderful. Great live show. Wonderful live show, even. A wonderful one. Anyways, let's jump into song number two. I'm between two songs on this one. I didn't feel like, you know, I had one song that was a definite. So, yeah, I had to choose one here. I'm, I'm kind of... In the middle of it. I'm not sure who I should pick, uh, which one I should pick. It's from a great artist. He's been around for 30, 30 years. Let me see. I think, yeah, I think he released his first stuff back like in like 89. But really, I think his la- latest record in 2021 is his best record, which is really cool. Like I said, that's where I give him like I kind of talked about the Leonard Cohen kind of doing that where like when he was like 80 something he released a fucking banger of a record. You want it darker? Like 80 year old guy still having some artistic like expression still in him. Like you know where like you get to a certain point with a lot of artists where they get to a, like I've said everything I've wanted to say. I everything always comes like you know there's a couple things I like but most of us is kind of meh, You know what I mean? Just there's not a whole lot going on with it, it's just they don't have it anymore, they don't have the fire, or desire, or drive anymore to make just absolutely incredible records, um, but this guy is James McMurtry, I think he's from Texas, god, I have a soda can in the worst fucking place on my desk, and I cannot type, I had to move a whole bunch of stuff the other day at work, and my shoulder is not feeling great. It's just sore. It's just you know hard work sometimes. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, he's from Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. He's been doing his shit since 1988, man. Um, I had so many songs. Like I've just been listening to him a lot lately for some reason. Like he just popped in. Um, he's one of those guys where I listen to a couple songs here, a couple songs there. I'm like always liked it, but never dove in. But right now I'm kind of really dove in on him. Like Ruby and Carlos. Even like that's a song that. Even like the most manliest man who's ever manned ever would listen to that song and be like, I'm gonna cry to this song. It's it's a truly, truly beautiful song. Oh man. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. But it's not that song. There's Just Us Kids, which is a great track about getting older with your friends and uh, kind of missing it out on life because you thought you had it all made. (laughs) Choctaw bingo. Um Canola Fields, which I thought about going with, which is off the new record, The Horse and the Hounds, which is a fantastic record. I said It might be his absolute best record. It's great. Childish Things has uh, We Can't Make It Here. That's a little bit... I don't know. I kind of just went on the political thing. I don't feel like going political. But I'm in between two songs. Which ones? I think I'll go with the shorter one just because. Because I just hit you with a a five-and-a-half-minute song. So let's go with the shorter one. As much as No More Buffalo is a great indication of like kind of the loss... Uh, The lost idea of America, in a way, like, you know, America's always been this idea of, like, this land of freedom and land of, like, opportunity, or not land of opportunity, like, this wild, wonderful land, you know what I mean? No more buffalo is all about how, you know, it's being taken over by corporate interests and farmland, and, like, you know, there's no more buffalo, no blue skies or open road like all these things that we were kind of told as kids like you know drive out west you have all, it's just everywhere you know America and like that identity of America has faded away And now there's no more buffalo and uh I don't know it's it's a great song it's 7 minutes 20 seconds long I don't want to keep it there too long but this song is if I don't bleed uh from the new record uh, the horses and the hound this is a song that I think Mr. McMurtry He might be able to see the future and see Brandon in about 20 years, if Brandon makes it 20 years. And um, he's like, yeah, this is, I'm going to write this song about his life, where he's at in 20 years. Because it's pretty much spot on for me. But this is If It Don't Bleed by Mr. James McMurtry other songwriters just look at him in awe, but, like, maybe to, like, the layperson, even me, like, maybe I don't understand what makes him so great, but I've started to kind of see him, like, man, he really does know how to turn a great phrase. Um... And, like, what's what I think I love the most about the horses and the hounds, I, it feels a little bit more not, like, not poignant, that's the wrong word. I guess it's, like, a little bit more to the point, in a way. Like, a lot of his songs, not, they beat around the bush, is the wrong word. Like, They're long, you know what I mean? They're they're like seven-minute songs, like where he's really getting to the descriptions, and like, to me, I love it. I love a lot of that stuff. But man, like this one is just kind of, bam, like kind of straight at you. You get it? It, I don't know. It's good stuff, but I love so many lines in this song. Like I said, looking like me, man. You know, I never had a fear, never had a doubt. If I had a lick of sense, I'd have figured that out pretty fast. I wasn't smarter than the average kid. Somebody might have noticed, but I never did. (laughs) Yeah. Learning that now. I'm I'm pretty much bang average there, pals. (laughs) Oh, man. Burned a lot of bridges and I dropped a lot of balls. It's a wonder I can never. It's a wonder I can ever go back to any place I've been. Yep. I've talked about that with you guys, haven't I? I've talked about how, you know, I've, I've had trouble forgiving myself for certain things and I feel like I've, uh,. Kind of ruined a few things along the way. And it's a wonder that anybody ever even lets me back around. Because I've probably done it to everybody. Everybody in my life's probably got a little bit of the, little bit of the brunt of the Brandon. Woo! That's a lot. That's a turn of a phrase there, Brandon. I'm a songwriter, songwriter. What the hell? Oh. And then I like the little Jesus lines, too. I'm near enough to Jesus as I ever want to get. That's kind of pretty much up my alley. as a lapsed Catholic. Seeking salvation ain't part of my general plan You know, I'm just gonna keep living my life I'm gonna keep living my life And I'm just gonna keep doing the things I think are right You know, so save your prayers for yourself And raise my glass to your health, you know I don't mind if you don't look like me I think I just got done talking about how I hate racism And all that fun stuff Which, you know, I'm just so brave for standing on that hill You know, I don't mind if you don't look like me I really don't, like, dude If you're a good person, you're a good person doesn't matter what fucking you look like You're just a good person, just be a good person it's not fucking hard. Just try. That's all you gotta do is try a little harder. Breathe a little deeper. You know? I could share my bread and wine and I come from another time. It don't matter all that much if it don't bleed. And It don't bleed, man. Oh, I think every great songwriter's got a great song about bleeding or blood or something like that. Like, you know, there's such a power in that type of, in that type of verse or, like, songwriting, like, not not like a cliche. I guess it'd be kind of like a cliche, like, blood and bleed and stuff like that. There's such a power in that notion of, like, bleeding for somebody or blood or just, like, you know, blood packs, all that stuff. Like, that stuff that kind of immediately comes to your mind when you hear the word, um... So, you know, I'm a sucker for songs that use that type of phrase, if I don't bleed or, you know, blood loss by Horrible Crows, which I didn't do Horrible Crows song this week for the first time in a little bit, right? Did I do one last week? I don't fucking remember. I don't remember anything. Ah, actually, I remember everything. I named 230, no, 242 baseball Hall of Famers the other day. 242. Stupid. Why do I remember that? Arky Vaughn? Do you remember Arky Vaughn? No, you don't. You don't. Bullet Rogan Bob Lemon I think some people remember Bob Lemon um that was a good one Jack Evers John McGinnity Enos Slaughter Turkey Stearns Kiki Kyler you remember those fuckers I do why I never saw them play most of them have been dead way before I was born but I remember Turkey Stearns for some reason Nap La Joy. Lauren always tries to make me say it the right way, which is Lajoy. Nah, it's LaJoy. Nap LaJoy. <laughs> oh, George Sisler, Willie Keeler, Pop Lloyd. Cool Papa Bell? Man, that's, that's one. I don't know why I'm getting on this weird Hall of Fame track right now, but baseball used to have the greatest nicknames. They did. Cool Papa Bell? What a fucking name that is, man. You know what I mean? Hammer and Hank Aaron was great. Jolton Joe DiMaggio? Shit. Shit. It's beautiful. The Say Hey Kid. Now it's just like, hey, take the first letter of their first name and the first uh syllable of their last name and just bump them together. And there's their nickname. It's great, isn't it? Nah, it's trash. A-Rod ruined nicknames. He fucking ruined them. He also kind of ruined the game a little bit by being a shit. Um, or what's the other one? It's just putting a Y at the end of their name, which is a more of a hockey thing, but now baseball's starting to do it all the time. You know, they just say, hey, Monty, Monty. I hate it being called Monty, you fucking idiots. Whatever. Anyway, I like the—let's <laughs> get back to uh, If It Don't Bleed by James McMurtry real quick. Uh, I like that second verse. I, do I have it in front of me? Oh, yeah. Now it's all I can do just to get out of bed. There's more in the mirror than there is up ahead. Nice. That's a fucking great line about getting older and stuff like that. Yeah, more in the mirror than there is up ahead. And kind of understanding that and being at peace with that is a uh, it's a, that's a, that's a huge part of life. Is understanding that you know, at a certain point. You know, not not so much understanding your mortality, but understanding that it's closer. Like I don't know. I guess like it's closer to where you are now than you know. Your youth, or whatever. It's like you know, whenever they really want to make you feel bad, and it's like, oh, um, you know, we're closer now to um, 2040 than, than we are to when the Lord of the Rings movies came out. You know what I mean? Like, it's been farther back in time than the Lord of the Rings movies came out than we are to the year 2040, which is mind blowing. Remember my buddy Ronnie, that piece of garbage, Ronnie. Uh, once did that. I can't remember what year it was. Like, oh, we're closer to the year 2030 than we are to 1998, or or like Blink 182's "Innam of the State" coming out. I'm like, oh my god, old "Innam of the State." Yep, that's a record. Uh, if they don't bleed, man. Anyways, great song by Mister McMurtry. I think it's a great song, very catchy song. Um, like I said, you understand why he's a songwriter, songwriter. He turns some great phrases in there that like it's rewards you on, like if, like I talk about that with John Moreland, he's another guy that a lot of guys, people consider a songwriter, songwriter, where you go back and you pick up, like, lines you just didn't quite catch that first time, or it just kind of, you don't, I don't know if you take it in the context of the other lines around it, and it kind of adds a different meaning to it every single time, and I think McMurtry has that same type of power in his songwriting. I'm really glad I'm getting into him much more, like, uh, he's got some absolute great tracks. Like, uh, where's another one in here? There's another one in here. No, Canola Fields is pretty wonderful. Justice Kids is a really fun track. Decent Man's great. Like, uh, all of his stuff's good. Like, that, uh, we can't make it here uh, off childish things. Like, he kind of does, kinda, he doesn't eviscerate, but he kind of really, I don't know. It's, it's He definitely, I identify a lot with the way he feels. You know, he basically tells the CEO to go, you know, work for minimum wage and see how far he can get. And he's like, you won't make it here anymore. (laughs) Ha ha, you goddamn right. Yeah, you sit there, you ask all these people to do their, you know. Well, we have a fucking automated McDonald's now in Texas, because, you know, how dare people in Texas want a living wage. How dare they? How dare they expect to be paid a living wage? So, you know what those fucking billionaires did? They just made it automated so they can put them out of a job, you know. Like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do in the future, man. I really don't. We're heading more to dystopia than utopia. That's for damn sure sad. But where's the other one here? Oh, high on Jesus and hooked on dope. Or high on Jesus or hooked on dope. That's a great line. Hold on. Why am I, I know how I'm talking about like four songs here at once. Oh, their kids won't bleed in their damn little war. That's a fortunate son type reference right there. You know, fucking billionaires aren't gonna send. You know, they're gonna start the wars, but they're gonna send your kids off to die, not their own. That's for damn sure. Should I hate a people for the shade of their skin, or the shape of their eyes, or the shape of men? Should I hate them for having our jobs today? No, I hate the men that sent the jobs away. You damn right. Like that's true. Stop hating like Hispanic people or other people you perceive to have stolen your job or whatever. Hate the people that, you know, give, like, not so much give them the job, but sent your job away. Go after them. Don't go after the person who's in just as bad of shape financially as you. Go after the person that is fucking you over. It's pretty simple, you know? And that's what they want. They just want us to go at each other's throats and not look at them like, oh, you're kind of the fucking problem here. Like, you sent the jobs overseas so you could save on tax money. So, you know. But then you sit there and say, oh, it's just not fair. It's just not fair if we pay taxes. I'm going to have to send the jobs overseas. It's like, no, you don't. You don't fucking have to. It's just so you can keep your fucking bonus. Oh, corporate America. It's just the greatest thing. (sighs) Sorry about that, guys. Got a little bit political here for a second. Not super. I don't think it's even fucking political. It's human rights at a certain point, man. We all have a right to exist and to live like we do. And if you don't like that, shove it up your ass. Sorry, Mom. Oh, man. Song number three. Mentioned this record last week. From the Hold Steady. It's Separation Sunday again. It's Banging Camp. Man. And what a banger Banging Camp is. It's just, Tad is on a fucking riff challenge in this record. And it's just, yeah, which one's the best? And it's tough. All of these are really great. I love Banging Camp. I love the um, orientation of the um, bridge. Because this song's all about Holly and her journey into hoodratism. Is that the word? Hoodratism? As she goes from great, you know, nice little Catholic schoolgirl, not Catholic schoolgirl, just Catholic girl, you know, overly religious household, into, you know, a hood rat who, I mean, no way, other better ways to say it, bangs the soccer team. Because um, that's a reference, that's that's what's said in Stevie Nicks. Um, I think it's also a reference to Hornets, Hornets, right? I think so. Yeah, I think Hornets Hornets makes a reference to that, too. Man, like, I've talked about the Hold Steady a lot. This is my... This is, I I don't know. What is the best Hold Steady record? I don't fucking know. There's so many great records. Separation Sunday right now is my favorite. I've been listening to it a lot. But yeah, this is Banging Camp, which is, just has this huge riff at the very beginning. Like I said, then, like, you know, it's talk about Holly has a string wrapped around her finger, which is kind of all about That's, like, her only attachment to her old life. It's, like, that's the only thing keeping her holding on and completely just kind of completely disintegrating as a person is this little string on her finger. And it's, like, I don't know. There's just so many great references in this fucking song. Like, Craig is just the king of writing reference songs, and he's self-referencing, and he's just making all these layers that rewards you on the 10th listen it rewards you on the 30th listen because there's a new thing that you picked up and you realize meant something else in this other song that he wrote with Lifter Puller 10 years before it's just beautiful it's mythology, it's wonderful mythology anyway, this is Banging Camp by The Hold Steady is it ready? I think it is, let's do this All right. what a great track I love this. I love this whole record. I can't just say I love this song. I love this whole record. All the Catholicism references. All the cross references. All about keeping those cops off you by wearing those crosses, man. That's why she wore the cross to ward them off, man. I mean, the big black... Like, uh, I didn't go to Loring Park. Penetration Park is a park in Minneapolis called Loring Park. It's where... I'm not sure if it's still quite as bad as it was Uh, when uh, Craig's talking about it here. But uh, Loring Park, thats uh, where a lot of people like to cruise and get their drugs or get their uh, love or get their, uh, you know, maybe get their knives into the, in, in, you know, get their bloody knives out, man. Like, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I thought I had like a pretty cool little reference thing going there then I freaked it all up. I always forget that uh, this is when Bobby Drake joined the band, the drummer, but he didn't play the drums on this song. Actually, Judd Council did. He was the original drummer. And I love his drums on this record. Or love his drums on this song. I love like the like during the whole bridge when his drums like I said, once the guitars kinda come screeching in, kinda they're like layering on each other and it's really disorienting and just kind of um it's like I said it really feels like kind of Holly's little downward spiral in that moment. I'm kind of like, oh my like uh she's just kinda looking around and just realizing you know, she's barely connected to her old life anymore. She's really falling apart here. And then eventually she gets resurrected in the end. So she's our, she's the, she's the unified scenes Jesus. Ah, man. I fucking love the Old Steady. But anyway, you know, there's some, where, 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 where we at? You know, where are they at? Here we go. You know, when they say great white sharks, they mean the kind of the big black cars. Yeah. These are the guys cruising Penetration Park ready to fuck stuff up. When they say killer whales, they mean they wailed on him till they killed him up in Penetration Park. Yeah. And then, like, I I love when he come, they come out. That uh, that there's a line in here about going, waiting to the water with me, and like, it's like this kind of double layer of uh, baptism, which is obviously very important in Catholicism and Christianity, but it's also about a guy who is about to get with Holly, and he's not a good guy. I don't think anybody in Holly's life is a good guy. I mean, that's the reference in Crucifixion Cruise, right? You know, she's a real soft girl's having real hard times. Real sweet girls having real hard times too. I think he makes both those references. You know, hold your breath and I'll dunk your head. Then when you wake up again, you'll be high as hell and born again. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yep. He said, "Take the hit, hold your breath, and I'll dunk your head. And when you wake up, you'll be high as hell and born again." <laughs> Baptism into the scene, man. Oh. Great record. I I fucking love the Hold Steady. They're such a great band. I can't wait to see them again. I really ought to do the four-night run um, one time. I might try to do the Brooklyn Bowl next year. Maybe that's my goal next year. Maybe I'll go to Brooklyn um, and go to the Brooklyn Bowl and do Massive Nights. That's the Hold Steady's uh, yearly run in uh, Brooklyn. They go up there and they play four straight nights. Maybe I'll do that next year. Maybe that's what I'll try and do next year. I mean, I'm not tied to it yet. It's not even next year yet. We still got another week. Uh, But other than that, I think that might be it for tonight, though. I think I got one more show this year, man. I got one more show. No, I'll be releasing on January 1st. So, cool, cool, cool. Cool for me. Cool for you. Cool for everybody, bro. Uh, so that should be it for me tonight. Like I've said, if you have like what you've heard, spread the good word. Let everybody know who would be interested in this podcast. Let them know what's going on here once a week, twice a week when I have guests on, which will be this week, or at least that's the plan at the moment. Who knows with the uh, the uh, bombogenesis whether I'm ever going to have this uh, guest on or not. It's going to be a great show when she gets on here, first lady of the podcast. It's going to be wonderful. I'm not sure why I'm talking like that because I'm funny that's why I think we had three great we had five great songs played tonight five great songs we had two really cool Christmas songs one by Austin Lucas as the opener obviously Springsteen killing it with the greatest Christmas song or greatest rendition of any Christmas song of all time Um, it's obviously way better than Alvin and the Chipmunks and that atrocity that is Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time which needs to be just like every recording of that needs to be taken and burnt and then like I don't know Throw that in that volcano in New Zealand. That's where that needs to go. You know, if we could only trade the, you know, um, I don't know. I'm getting kind of morbid territory here. Morbid jokes. Let's let's back it up, Brandon. Let's back it up. Let's figure it out. We also talk about James McMurtry, who does not get the respect he deserves, or the recognition he truly deserves. I think he gets the respect. I think anybody who listens to him has ultimate respect for his abilities. But I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves from everybody else. So hopefully, go out there and listen to his shit right now. Um, other than that, I'll be back Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Depends on when I get the episode posted. Um, and then I'll be back with the regular show next week. We'll have three songs. We'll have fun times, wonderful times. We'll talk about probably some sports. You know what we talk about. You know what we talk about already. I might talk a little bit about the sports. I might talk about a little bit about the movies. I might talk a little bit about the TV. I we to talk about my life i we'll to talk about goals for next year, like for 2022, or not 2022, 2023. Fun story, I completely forgot my age the other day. I had no idea how old I was. I was sitting in the car, I'm like, how old am I again? And it, it took me 30 seconds to figure out how old I was. I was born in 1990. All I have to do is think of what year it is and add 10 to it, and I know my age. It took me 30 seconds to figure that out the other day. Falling apart, man, falling apart on a night train to Memphis, you know what I mean? I don't know whether, I don't think that's an actual reference to anything. I think I just said it. So, who cares? I'm funny, I'm weird. It's awesome being weird. And like I said, embrace your scars out there, kids. You know, don't take it as a, you know, anything. Don't take it as an imperfection. It makes you more perfect in my eyes. Any scars you got out there. It gives you a cool story. It gives you something that is uniquely yours. Nobody else can have that scar, you know? So, embrace them. I know sometimes it's hard, especially, like, you know, I, as I talk on that girl in in the uh, volcano dock, I know it's very difficult because, like, you know, it's, it's a lot of burns all over your body. And, like, you know, never truly going to be the same. But at the same time, man, you went through something, let's see, what, 47 people went through it? And, what, 25 made it out? How many people get to say they survived that? You did. Good for fucking you. You're an incredible person for doing that. You fucking made it through. Hell yeah. And you know, me, I'd have been done. I was like, oh, yeah, I would have seen that thing go up. I'm like, yep, this is the end. And I probably just would have laid down, like, put my hands over my head or something like that, then just roasted. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, embrace your scars. Don't view them as imperfections. Like I said, they're, they're, they're the things that make you you, man. Like my scars. I've got like fucking 40 of them. I've got so many freaking scars on me, it's ridiculous. Most of them from that car accident that I've alluded to a couple times that I haven't really gone into detail with you guys with because I've never went into detail with it with my uh, therapist. I still need to do that. That was not on the agenda for Wednesday, so we'll get there eventually. Maybe I'll do like a whole thing on the anniversary, which is March. Who knows? Whatever, man. We're at the end of the show, aren't we? We should be. We had a long show tonight. Goddamn. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. If, it, you know, I don't mean Merry Christmas. Or, you know, it's not a warm Christmas when I say, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I, I don't mean to declare war on Christmas by saying Happy Holidays. But at the same time, you know, I have Jewish friends. I have friends who uh, celebrate Kwanzaa. I have friends who don't celebrate anything. So, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. And, you know, Happy Holidays. You know how much easier it is to say Happy Holidays when you have this many friends? And by that I mean I have like six friends. I have six friends, guys. Six. I count them. Six friends. Um, what the hell am I talking about? We really are there, aren't we? Falling apart. Here we go. I'm going to watch Glass Onion. I'll talk about that next week. Um, I think I might watch, since I'm stuck here, I might watch all three Lord of the Rings on Christmas. Me and my sister talked about doing that a couple years ago. My mom was not as enthused about the ideas as we were. But, you know, what does she know? What does she know? It's only the greatest thing ever created. It's the true moment of humanity. It's the creation of Lord of the Rings, the the original trilogy. That's the true creation. That's the true pinnacle of human success. So, Whatever anyways like i said i'll be back next week uh enjoy the rest of your holiday if you're off work right now awesome enjoy it be safe like i said uh check in on anybody you know that uh you know just check in on them you don't even need to know anything just check in on them right now it's brutally cold out there every time i walk out of this room and like say my furnace goes off because it hits degrees i can feel it you know hopefully your doors aren't falling off the stuff um hopefully you're car is safe hopefully you're not going nowhere you have no reason to go nowhere you know if your family doesn't like that just tell them straight up hey I'd rather be at next the next 10 Christmases than not be at this than be at this one or try to go to this one and die you know be yeah look, give them the gravity of the situation Did I say that right yeah I'd rather be at the next 10 Christmases than try to go to this one and die you know what I mean so yeah don't risk it if you don't need to you know Ultimately, it's just a pagan holiday. <laughs> Brandon's being a douchebag. Surprise! Uh, anyways, guys. <laughs> oh, what an end to the show this is. Chaos theory, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it all out. Uh, anyways, like I said, have a great rest of your holiday. Um, if you want to be on the show, let me know. If you have questions, if you have answers, let me know. Uh, like what you heard, spread the good word. Like, share, subscribe, support. If you want to give money to the show, you can. I really don't want you to. I really don't want you to give me money. Because, you know, unless I decide to quit my job and want to make this my full-time gig, you know, then you can pay me. Um, yeah. I think the I, I, I figured out we can ask questions now with my post stuff on Anchor and uh, answer that if you want to. I think this week's going to be how long would Brandon survive in Alaska if he tried to live off the land? <laughs> over under five and a half days. That's the over under. I think I'd be eaten by a polar bear on day three. I think that's what would happen. I think I would not understand that I'm being hunted by a polar bear and day three I'm done. Because polar bears may look really cute and cuddly and awesome but they're going to fuck you up. They're the mother nature of bears. You know? Or, actually, that's panda bears. Where they're like, oh, cute and cuddly. Oh, it's just a beautiful day outside. It's like, oh, yeah? There's a fucking volcano. Suck it. That's, uh, oh my god, Brandon. In the damn show. What are we doing? (laughs) Oh, man. Whatever. I'll talk panda bears next week. Uh, have a great rest of your holiday. Uh, see you later. Peace out, Girl Scout. If you need anything, just let me know. Check in on your friends. It's still a tough time of year for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, peace or whatever.